Mall Homeschooling Podcast, the podcast for WorkingMallHomeschooling.com, where our mission is to help homeschooling parents make money, maybe even have a career, all while continuing to homeschool and without losing their sanity. My name is Julie, and I'm your host and your resident career coach today. I want to thank you for joining us and for listening in. I hope everyone's doing well. On this episode today, we're going to be talking to Ellen Preston. Uh, she is a homeschooler. She is the author, she is an engineer, and she is the mom of four. So by, by day, she is a dad architect, uh, currently still homeschooling her last child, which is a 14-year-old, and recently graduated her third child, which is 17, and yes, that 17-year-old graduated with a degree. So I'm sure you're, we're all going to want to listen in and figure out exactly how in the world does she do all of this. Before we begin, however, I'd like to throw in one big announcement. If you have not joined our Facebook group, and so you can look that up, just look Working While Homeschooling, that's the name of the Facebook group, and join our Facebook group. I always put in the link to this podcast in the Facebook group, but we can also continue the discussions from so, our Ellen, Tell from me our a little bit about yourself. Today right there in the Facebook group. Well, so um, please go look up the Facebook say, group. Make I'm sure mom, you, uh, you join kids, in. Uh, um, also because that's an just engineer, a lot of fun. Also a fiction, So today, again, writer, our guest is and, L.M. Um, Preston. I've been doing all three for quite some time. <laughs> and I'm a homeschool mom. I've been homeschooling my kids for about six years. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us about your homeschooling. You say you have four kids. So kind of what are the ages and kind of what grades are you doing right now? Um, I'm actually at the end of my journey almost um, homeschooling. My oldest was never homeschooled. Um, he's 23, but he went traditional school and we used some homeschooling tactics like had him do dual enrollment. And then my 21-year-old um, was homeschooled from 10th grade on. Um, and now my 17 year old, um, I homeschooled her from sixth grade on, and now she's already finished, has her college degree <laughs> at 17. <laughs> and now I am homeschooling my last wonder child, um, who I told him he's my last effort to make a superhero. Um, <laughs> and he's 14. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So I just want to point out to everyone's listening that yes, her third child is 17 and already has a degree because that just blew my mind when I heard it the first time. Um, so before we get into that, because I know we want to go into that conversation because you and I had that conversation before, but let's talk your homeschool style and kind of like, um, now you mentioned to me that you work out of the house, correct? Yes. Both my husband and I work work out of the home. Um, however, you know, throughout our 25 years of raising kids, we've done different things. Um, for the most part, in the beginning, when the kids were younger, he worked um, kind of like a flip-flop schedule to mine. He had a real estate business, um, 
I also at the time had a business where I was doing mortgage loans um, in addition to working full time. And he also um, worked weekends doing network engineering work on the weekends. Um, so we always had to mitigate our schedules kind of around childcare um, when we first right. started this and, and in general with four kids. Um, but I've always worked through bearing my children as well as raising them, and, and my husband always did too. He tended to be home during the day um, and work night jobs, um, and I tended to be home in the evenings and work jobs where I had a lot of flexibility to come in extremely early. So I would get up, get to work by 5.30 in the morning, and get home between 2.30 and 3 every day. Okay, okay. So that was our initial schedule. Now that the kids are older, um, we do have a somewhat of a similar schedule, but not quite the same. Um, I usually get to work by six o'clock um, in the morning and get home by two thirty. And my husband usually doesn't leave for work until ten o'clock in the morning. Um, and we have an older child. Um, I mean, our fourteen-year-old home. And my older kids have really flexible jobs, so they kind of, they still live with us, and they kind of you know check on each other, particularly the one that's home. So we have always used a pretty much uh, traditional kind of curriculums, only because I guess that that made it easier for my husband and I to not have to think about what um, our kid had to learn. And we usually used um, video-based or online-based um, curriculum. We preferred video-based until high school because we really didn't want the distraction of the computer. And we didn't do mm -hmm. school until um, either I was at home or in the morning just before my husband would leave, he'd do school with the kids for an hour. And then I would come home and I would do school with the kids for two to three hours if that was necessary, before taking them to any extracurricular activities. So we did that. And then what we didn't finish, we tended to do on Saturday, um, to make up on Saturday. And um, typically our school year would run all year round um, because right. we, we basically just did it when it accommodated, you know, our schedule. If we had a week that we just couldn't get to it, we just kind of, you know, push that on to the weekend. Awesome. Awesome. So um, you mentioned that your husband was involved um, in helping in kind of helping with the homeschooling and the teaching part. Um, how else is your spouse involved? Because I've kind of heard, I've heard every kind of running the gamut of how much the spouse is involved. So how much, so kind of what does your spouse do and, um, and what kind of, how does he participate? Well, he pretty much does, I'd say, 40%, I do 60. Um, okay. Because the curriculum that we chose, and we both looked at curriculum together, so we chose something that we felt, that we both felt comfortable administering. Um, mm -hmm. We chose, originally we started with a Becca. And it was funny right. to me, because I would meet other um, homeschool moms that would say, oh, that curriculum is so rigorous, it takes several hours. But it worked perfectly for us because we didn't have to teach the curriculum. <laughs> it, 
And right. basically all we had to do was review homework and answer questions. And then, and even then we could just, you know, call into a Beckett and they would help the child through whatever um, they were going through. So my husband would typically in the mornings um, answer any of the kids' questions about, you know, the workbook part of their curriculum. And he would go over with them whatever they needed help with. And in the evening, I would make sure that they finished watching their videos and took notes. And um, the morning, my husband kind of checked the work. So it was kind of like his job to check the work because the curriculum we had had, you know, the answer books and everything. And he would answer the questions in the morning. And it was my job to make sure that the kids did you know watch the videos and took notes so that was kind of the way that I made sure that they watched the videos where they had to take notes and they had to you know put the date on that the notes um Mm -hmm. so they really kind of worked independently even when they were younger um except you know when we first started my youngest was only 10 so he needed a little more hand holding with the watching the video taking notes portion and we had to figure out what what method of taking notes worked for him. And so that just, you know, I just mainly worked with him with that. And my husband would just do triage in the morning and <laughs> check their work and tell right. them what they needed to fix. So basically, because your kids were older and they could kind of be home for a couple of hours in the middle. So during the middle, they were kind of doing the watching the videos, kind of doing the homework portion, that sort of thing. And you guys well, were the kind of first half and the second half with them initially they were not home in the middle we had gotten a nanny for um for four hours four to six hours a day um when they were younger because at first um my youngest was nine and the other one that was home was um 12 no like 11 12 so for the first year um first second year we actually used a a college student to come in and her main job was just to you know if they wanted to do work they could do work if they didn't they didn't have to um play with them take them out things like that do the fun stuff feed them right yeah so because I didn't I didn't want to stress (laughs) my homework out, and my youngest son was extremely active um right and then Right. And then we would, um, we also did um, a thing where they were in aftercare before, before and aftercare. So we asked one of the before aftercare ladies if she minded um, babysitting them for us some days. And so she did that for us. So that was the first two years until they were old enough to be home um, by themselves. And even then we had like a camera system installed where we could actually, um, log in or or check you know check the house to make sure that they were you know in the house <laughs> right yeah so. yeah that's always the biggest question is you know what do you do with the kids um you know like like while you're working so i wanted to make sure we asked that so you know everyone could hear the kind of all the different ways that homeschoolers are dealing with the kids while they're trying to get work done yeah 
So we had to get really creative. Um, but those were some of the ways that we were able to do so that, you know, made us feel comfortable. And then other things um, we did was just pop in for lunch with them. Mm-hmm. Um, some days if my, my husband could work from home or I could work from home, one of us would do that. And then the other one would just be able to work extra hours and be able to pop in, you know, um, to check on the kids throughout the day. So we did that for about two years. Um, okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, okay. So we got to go back to this because seriously, this is just uh, mind boggling. And I, um, I'm just, I got to hear, and I know everybody else is wanting to hear. So you have gotten, so the first child went through the regular kind of traditional, traditional system. Your second and third child already have degrees. And the third child's only 17 years old. So will you please explain to all of us how in the world did you make that happen? So while you're working full-time out of the house and homeschooling and they're getting degrees, because we're all just sitting here in shock. So please enlighten us. (laughs) Well, I guess I have a firm belief that kids can rise to the occasion if we allow them to. Um, Mm -hmm. So one of the things, um, and this could be from me going to private school. Um, my husband didn't uh-huh. really go to private school, but one thing I remembered about when I went to private school was it was extremely rigorous. And then uh-huh. when I got to college, I was like, this is it. Like I busted my tail for four years, eight years, 12 years under so much stress and duress that when I got to college, this was like a cakewalk. It was, it was easy. So, right. right. So my kids actually, even though they were homeschooled, I made sure that when they were home during the day, when they got old enough where they could, they owned their own uh, time management, is mm-hmm. I made them, they basically had a very rigorous you know, schedule. And the point was they had to be done a certain amount of work before I got home. And then I would check that work, but then they still had their core work, like the math, and writing things that you know causing the most problems i worked with them more hand-in-hand with a tutor i either had a tutor or what have you but the core to me was they needed to come out of what i considered preliminary school before college knowing how to write extremely well knowing how to understand and comprehend what they read knowing how to take notes knowing how to own their learning meaning they didn't have to come to me to figure out something. They'd want to do it on their own. So mm-hmm. once I felt that they were ready, um, what I did was I said, well, hey, how do you feel about either studying for this CLEP? How do you feel about studying for this DSST? How do you feel about Straighter Line or Study.com finishing an exam and getting college credits? Or how do you even feel about taking an online college class? So usually they'd give me different responses. My youngest son was like, I don't think I'm ready. And then I would tell him, well, how about we we try? We don't say can't because can't means won't. Let's just try it. Try one class and see how you do. And with that philosophy, each kid would take one or two classes just to get their feet wet. And after all the rigor of everything that we did before, because they'd have to do all this work before mom got home, and then they'd have to Mm -hmm. do work after they were like this is so easy so then I said okay well I'll take away 
your some of your homeschooling classes, and then we'll do another college class. So we use uh, different methods for different for each child because each child was different. Um, my right. oldest one preferred to be in a classroom, um, and she took some clubs. She tested out of things, but she you know she went to community college, and because she already had that rigor, she she started to overload classes. So she was taking 18 mm-hmm. to 21 credits a semester and she would even sign up for winter semester and summer. Mm-hmm. So she finished her, her AA degree in a year and a half. And that's when I graduated her from high, from high school, homeschool. Um, and then she went on to finish her bachelor's in two years and she's 21 years old with a master's degree. So she just finished her master's degree. That's freaking amazing. Thank you. And she did it um, the master's degree online because what I started to tell her is I was only going to help pay for up to the bachelor's degree and I had a budget for each kid. Um, so, you know, they gave up going to expensive colleges. They gave up giving, you know, mm-hmm. doing the, you know, living on college, the whole college experience. My oldest one, she did it for a year and she was like, eh, this is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> so um, usually kids, when they go to college, after the sophomore year, they're ready to get off of campus. So, um, so she was fine with doing her master's online while she was working, and her job is paying for it. Um, her job allows her to travel. So she's totally happy with that. The 17-year-old is less adventurous, doesn't really um, – want to travel without family, right? She's willing to do summer camps right. and things like that. So she still does things that a 17-year-old does. I still have her, like she just did debate camp because she came off right. of um, her summer internship. Um, so she had a government summer internship. Um, for her, she did her degree completely online with some CLEPS, and she finished her degree in two and a half years. Now, realize this when you have a child that is 15 and 16 they're they're fairly mature and um they can do college community college classes some four-year colleges even have early entrance programs where they'll let them come in and uh, do dual enrollment um however at that age they kind of are really um you know thirsty to come up with their own way of doing things and sometimes when you know, parents get out of the way, taking a CLEP test or taking a class is very doable for them. And it's inexpensive. Right. And you, you as a parent still have the control over their focus. They're not going to their first year, four years of college, partying, you know, declaring their independence, um, getting distracted. They're really focused. So they finish a lot faster because they want to, you know, right. finish it. So that's how my 17-year-old did her degree in two and a half years. She did it online with some CLEP tests. And now um, she's, she worked a viable internship where they didn't even realize she was 17 years old. Um, she just got a job offer from Booz Allen and Hamilton, Hamilton, which is a events company. Oh, yeah. Um, and she starts there in a month doing data science and analytics. And she's really excited and because she's going to be doing it for gaming. Yes. And she's 17. So if you don't put any of the, I guess, the typical stigma, because people have a formula. 
you know, right. you, you do high school, you do four years of college, you work, you have a family, you do all this. But if you remove the formula and you allow your kids to get the college out of the way, it opens the opportunities that if she wanted to do a year abroad, meaning a year traveling and right. working abroad, she could totally do it. And we could fund it because we wouldn't have spent as much money on her degree. Um, she could do volunteering for a year. She could open her own business. You know, she did start her own business doing um, is selling her artwork and art commissions. So she's been doing that um, before. Uh, she graduated, but removing, you know, the fact that, okay, you have to sit in a college for four years. You can be creative and you can go to multiple colleges. Like she still wants to do some artwork and things like that and, you know, work on that, that skill. So she's doing, she can do that by applying to different colleges and being a non, you know, um, degree seeking student. And she gets the right. experience and the benefits of all those colleges. So she's applying to a community college for one class. So she gets to join all their clubs, go to all their events, because she has just one class there. And then she's doing the four-year college as a non-degree student. And that's, you know, just up the road that she gets to do all the fun things that she would be able to experience if she was there full time. She doesn't have to worry about the coursework. Because her coursework right. is done. She's taking classes that she's passionate about that's adding to her fulfillment as a person. So right. that's pretty much the way um, we have evolved in our homeschooling with each kid. And um, the youngest one is 14 years old. And, and as far as college is concerned, he's finished 60, no, 48 credits. And he's basically at 14 and he's basically so freaky crazy <laughs> exactly and he's he's different he couldn't do this the cleps he studied but he had a problem sitting still which is why we decided to home yeah. so we use study.com and we use straighter line and those all and we made sure that he enrolled in the partner college that would take all the mm. credits from those two venues and okay. once we researched and found that, I mean, literally for those, those 48 credits, I only paid, uh, what, $72 per class, if that. That is wicked. That is wicked crazy. So what, 48 credits, that's what, at least two years, right? Yes. That's crazy. So all of us, all of us that are listening that are still paying off our student loans 20 years later, like I, um, well, mine are paid off. We got lucky and had a great tax return one year. And so I just whipped mine out, but we're still paying off my husband's. And so for all of us that are still paying off all of our student loans and we're worried about how in the world we're going to start adding our kids' student loans, let's all listen to how this wonderful woman <laughs> Is doing that because I hope you're taking notes because I'm definitely taking notes and I'm going to make my husband listen to the podcast because we're going to copy exactly whatever you're doing because now so um, what you told me before so your 17 year old how much did you spend like when you told me like each kid that you spent money on for college how much is their degree basically okay <clears throat> so the one that went the traditional way um, we only offer to pay for the first three years of college. 
So mm-hmm. we paid 42000 for him. Mm-hmm. And we paid for that three years, and he still owes, I think, uh, 15000 in loans for himself, for his undergrad. Okay. The second one, she wanted to live on campus for a year, so we made her pay for that, um, for the campus part, and we paid for the school. She even had scholarships, but she actually let the scholarships go because it required her to have to do an extra semester of school, and she felt that it wasn't cost-effective. So for her degree, we paid like 39000 total okay. because we had her go to community college, and remember, she finished her degree in three and a half years. Right. So she overloaded her classes in order to, you know, show, shave off money. Because if you overload your classes, you pay for the semester, but they don't charge you for the extra classes over 15 right. credits. Right. Right. So that's what she did. So the 17-year-old, she used CLEP, some community college classes. And the rest were um, online through UMC, and I spent probably thirty thousand total on her degree. So, does everybody hear that? Because I know that one year at NYU cost me thirty thousand dollars, and you got a four-year degree. So, I just had to repeat that for everybody because that just blows my mind. Um, it's just so awesome. Um, yeah, and the fourteen-year-old okay. is going to be cheaper because. Straighter line and study.com is cheaper. So for him, I'll probably spend a total of 24000 That is wicked. Just wicked. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, okay. So everybody that's listening, you can work out of the house full time with a degree as an engineer. So this is not like a, this is a pretty big deal job. Then you homeschool your kids. And oh, by the way, they all get college degrees. That's that's amazing. Um, so, what is what do you your kids think about this kind of setup? As you know, as far as working from home, I mean, you working and them homeschooling. Kind of, how do they feel about that? What do they think well, about they've you working? Gone, they they like the fact that I work, and I and it's to them an inspiration. Um, because they like the things that my additional income and my husband's additional income bring to the home. I mean, like we're able to take vacations. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm able to pay for their college out of pocket every month without it being a hardship. Um, Mm -hmm. I was able when they were younger before, you know, I had two kids in college at the same time and two that I was homeschooling at one time. So I was, you know, able to fund that because both my husband and I worked. Um, we did, we were economical in, in where we lived and in our expenses. But having money, we took long vacations. Literally, we were able to expose them to different places, do different things. If they wanted to take, um, like right now, my son is taking a computer the 14-year-old is taking a computer programming class. Well, I don't have time to teach him. His sisters don't want to teach him because he's kind of a, you know, a challenge to teach. <laughs> so I'm able to pay the $300 a month to send right. him to this Saturday school where he's with other kids that are coming from, you know, public school, private schools to go. 
Awesome. So this is the right. benefit of, of them seeing me work and they appreciate that. In addition, by both my husband and I working, um, I'm able to get my kids jobs where I'm working. So when right. my husband was working and found out about an internship, that's how my 17-year-old got her internship. My, okay. um, my oldest daughter, um, she got a job. Um, her first job was because I found out from a work colleague that this company, you know, was working. Working allows people to have a network that you just don't get when you're at home. And you are networking with other women that are working, other men that are working, other parents that are working. And they're like, hey, did you hear about this opportunity for my kid? Um, So we've also had friendships that we've built because of people we work with that have in turn helped my kids also. So they right. love the fact that I work because they get to come to my company parties. They go to their dad's company parties. And at my company party is where my 17-year-old was introduced to um, the recruiter that actually um, told her when she gets her degree that she wants her to send her her resume. That's awesome. So, so that's what they like about you know me working is they like the perks of having a mom that works for one company, having a dad that works for another company. And that's helped both of my husband and I out too. Like if I'm out of work, um, my husband will take my resume and give it to his work colleagues because he works with people that work with different companies. So us working outside the home has always been a benefit, even when my husband was only working part-time at outside the home and doing his business full-time inside the home. Awesome. So we have just a few minutes for one last question or one last question for me. So I wanted to kind of ask you for all those that are listening today, if they just heard one thing, if they just kind of took, walked away with one thing that you said today, what would you want to leave them with? I want to leave them with particularly working moms um, and homeschooling moms. Um, you are in control of your life and of your energy and what you spend your energy on. Don't try to do everything in a day. You don't have to. And when you realize that you don't have to and you pick apart and do the things that are important, you don't add on things that are not um, building you up as a person, building your family up or, you know, giving you income, you know, don't spend your energy on that. Spend your energy on the things that feed your soul. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> that's great. That's great. All right. Thank you so much, Ellen, for being with us today. And, and thank you for all of your insights. And I know that all of our listeners are probably like rewinding and listening to this multiple times because I know I will be. As we wrap up our episode today, I want to thank all of you for listening in. There are lots of tons of great podcasts out there, but you chose to spend your time here with us. So thank you. Please be sure to check out the show notes for the links to my site and also all of the great ways you can connect with us online. Now, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to leave us a positive review on whatever site you listen to us on. Please subscribe to our podcast and please share this with all of your homeschooling friends or, of course, all of the above. If you know someone that you think would be a great guest on our podcast, I'd love to know about it. You can email me at julie at workingwhilehomeschooling.com. 
And remember, you can always reach us through our website at workingwellhomeschooling.com. Thank you for listening today. Thank you so much to, to Ellen Preston um, for sharing with us, being our guest here, talking about your experience working out of the well, out of the house while homeschooling, while putting your kids through college and getting all of that done for a great price and a great deal and getting them a great education. Make sure everyone, again, that you've joined our Facebook group so we can con continue the, con um, the conversation on today's topic and beyond. Again, everyone, thank you for joining and I hope to see you soon at our next podcast for working while homeschooling.